Welcome back to another episode of the Eucenturians, guys. How are you? It's your boy Eli, and I'm with good old Joe. Yeah, it's just it's, it's us once again. It's, yeah, so we're here for another episode of the Eucenturians, as I said earlier. And as I said before, we're gonna try to do a bi-weekly review of The Mandalorian. We're episode three and four now. Uh, I believe the third episode is called. Familiar face? I believe it's Eris. The Eris. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, there is an Eris. You mean, yeah. um, I'm pretty positive that's the name of the third episode. But yeah, pretty. uh, I guess if you're a pretty big episode if you're really into uh, the Star Wars lore, especially. There's a a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to be going over that. Just to make some housekeeping rules, we will be going. Since by the time this comes out, the episode has been out for like, what, two weeks already? Yeah. And the fourth episode is still pretty fresh, so we're not going to go into that into spoilers. But episode three, we will. And as Joey said, episode three is very um, lore heavy. But they, I would say they delivered it in a way where you didn't have to worry about it much. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Especially some, with someone who hasn't, like... Because uh, it, it features a, a, a character that's pretty big in the Clone Wars mm. and... Uh, uh, Rebels uh, TV shows, mm-hmm. and if you haven't watched those, you don't you don't necessarily have to watch those shows to get to know this character. You I sort don't know, of up that. Yeah, it's it's pretty and much. It wasn't even like you know how like in most things they're like this is Sir what's his whatever so, fifth son of of whoever, and he is the seven and his father is the seventh son. And his uncle or whatever. Yeah, just an overcomplicated kind of thing. No, this is pretty simple, sort of to the point. It's I like, mean. it's literally that scene from Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but it's like a scene of like, this is Khaleesi. She is the. Uh, oh the yeah, country. when they when they uh, introduced Daenerys to Jon Snow the first time. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it just. It's a long list of fucking titles, and it's like, okay then. And my my dude's like. He, he's just king of the north. He's just king of the north. I mean, yeah. I mean that's all you need. Good lord. Those titles. <laughs> no, but um, essentially our episode opens up as like um, where we, in the previous episode where Bando had to go and um, deliver this, her, this woman and her children to her to their father where they might hear about information about the Mandalorians. There's a frog person, by the way. Frog person. And, you know, that's also, you know, there's a little bit of a funny gags here and there. They almost crashed. They almost died. And I'm like, good Lord, that's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's more or less mm. Mando's completed the mission. Now he's sort of like trying to find more Mandalorians mm-hmm. to help. He's him. on to the next mission. Yeah, on to the next. Yeah, which I what, can I just say I really like that. I think I said that before. It, it feels very Western and it feels very. Um, I think I mentioned this before. I don't know. It would be in the last episode or, and when we did our whole review of the whole series, it feels very much like a lone, the book Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and that you know they often always go and go into and get themselves into stuff and doing stuff for people, and you know that's what we have. That's something I really do like about this episode. It gets us to learn more about the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, uh, I think Mando goes into a bar like you usually do, or cantina, or whatever. Gets his info, just like any RPG game. And yeah, and uh, he almost gets you know like. He essentially gets caught in a, in, a, in a trap by these, uh, the Con Calamari, right? I think 
that's what they are. I don't know. I don't know. They're the weird people with the squid heads mm-hmm. stuff. But he gets saved by some by some other Mandalorian specifically. Uh, there was a Death Watch, or yeah. they were Death Watch. Basically, um, it was the I am blanking on this girl's name. I'm literally looking up right now. Um, isn't it Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, right? Yeah. Um, who is a very prolific character, both in the Clone Wars show and in Rebels, where she is basically in line to rule the planet Mando, uh, Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And in and in the previous series, um, she held the dark saber. Which, if you watched our previous episode, our previous um, talks about it, um, it's basically kind of like their Excalibur. Yeah, and it's one of the things I wish Kevin was here because he's more into more has no more of the Lord, and I was basically you know whoever holds the sword controls the 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 the, the race or you know the group really, mm-hmm. and because it was from a previous because it was from the first Mandalorian who was. An actual Jedi, because the Mandalorian, the Mandalorians, and the Jedi were like East Coast, West Coast rappers, and they just didn't get along. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely so, yeah, no, they're, 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 they're enemies the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you know, knowing all that information, which again, you know, they said it in a way where it's not like pull dozen list. Okay, I'm gonna say all this stuff right here. No, they're just like okay, oh you, and because like the the first moment Mandalore, uh, you know, our boy Bando meets you know Bo-Katan and her people he's like wait why are you guys taking off your mat your helmets you're not supposed to take off your helmets that's rule one that is the way what is going on yeah <laughs> who are you yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a it's yeah it was like one of the interesting things that I that I saw it was like sort of a uh a, a, an interesting clash of like Mandalorian culture right mm-hmm. uh just cause like uh Bo-Katan and her and her squad are uh are different, I guess, followers of the Mandalore way, right? Mm-hmm. While uh, Mando and I guess the people he was raised up in were more of a more of the old way mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, which goes into what I always thought because I always considered, I always thought back in the day that Mandalorians were a race of people. Cummins like, no, you are chosen to be in one. You know, but now I can see why there's the clash because there's too many different opinions. On what is considered a Mandalore, yeah, Mandalore, yeah. So yeah, it's it's super interesting. He he pretty much yeah, and I think uh, you know he also helps them out in trying to get rid mm-hmm. of some Imperial supply runs that are taking mm-hmm. stuff, and all because uh, Bo-Katan is also uh, trying to find the dark saber because mm-hmm. if uh, from you know the end of the first season we know that Moff Gideon. Has the dark saber, mm-hmm. which I remember because like I I haven't fully watched uh, all of Clone Wars and I didn't watch much of Rebels, so I kind of only knew a little bit about Bo-Katan and I knew she had the dark saber. So at the end of the first season, when you see Moff Gideon with it, I'm like, oh, is she? Is she, it, she got murked. I was like, yeah, did she get murked? And no, uh, but no, we learn here that she's very much alive. The dark saber has been stolen from her. I think she calls it her birthright, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. In this episode, and she's just sort of like on a mission to find uh, find whoever took it. Because I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Well, I think she knows. It sounds like she knows. 
The thing she knows that Moff Gideon has it, she just doesn't. She doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only that. There's also the conversation. There's also like, so from from what I remember from Clone Wars is that her sister Satine, who was in love with Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Do you already see the connection I'm trying to make? Okay. Yeah. I always find that I always find it to be funny. But anyways, um, I'll explain that later. But anyways, um. She was in. She was the one in charge of all of Mandalore, and so it only makes sense that she would, uh, Bo-Katan would be the rightful inheritor. Not that her sister was gone, because in in um, Bone Wars, she was murked by, um, what was his name? Darth Maul. I don't know why you made that like a thing for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, and what is it like? I mean, the Siege of Mandalore was like the last season of mm-hmm. Clone Wars, right? That yeah. was the whole. Thing they, they, well. they reclaimed it, only yeah. to lose it again. Yeah, uh, it, it's super. I feel like it's time to give up on that planet. Well, maybe. I mean, who knows? Uh, and that's why they have all those sex around the place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I think. Uh, but by the end of the episode, Did you say sex or sex, sex. Okay, it's not like you said sex. Oh. They sound similar, right? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. What is up with you being a pronunciation dude all of a sudden? Uh, but anyways, uh, like I was saying, uh, but you know, by the end of the episode, they more or less successfully uh, hijacked the ship. Uh, and and uh, Bo-Katan agrees to tell Mando where to find some Jedi. And she tells him to go to, I don't know the name of the planet, but basically, she go, tells her to go. Tells Mando to go find Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, we get. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. This is a very um, heavy. Um, it's very lore heavy because if you know who these people are, the name drops. They're just more than just name drops. Ahsoka Tano. She's the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. She somehow survived through time travel bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. But it's, uh, in other words, it's it's a very it's it's very interesting, and just the whole episode of itself is very it's very fun, and it until it kind of informs you in more of the the, the what what it means to be a Mandalorian, because either you are born of it, like Bogotan and her people, or you are essentially, you know, adopted into it. Yeah. Like that of our our boy Mando, yeah. Which again, I wish I could remember his name, but it's just like I'm just gonna call him Mando. Yeah, I mean, it just makes more sense to just call him Mando. Mm-hmm. Even then, like that just tells you how weird, how weird, like um, not only the culture of Mandalorian is, but how how no one really knows that much about Mandalorian culture. Yeah, because remember in the previous season, like no, that's not how it works. It's like this. But then they were like, oh no, it's kind of like also like this. And like, oh, okay. Because, you know, they're in the forest. They basically confirmed, like, in the past few episodes, that they're in the forest sector. Yeah, they're in the outer, the outer rim. Yeah, so, like, there's barely any, um, which also, it's funny because there's barely any law in there. Yeah. Surprisingly, apparently, when, like, the. Surprisingly enough, the fall of the Empire meant more chaos. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, Listen, Joe, all I'm saying is that the Empire, while bad, they had things under control. I mean, they s- still couldn't get control of the Outer Rim, though. It's still, you know, it's just, uh, would you be fine with 
uh, evil space wizards or a semi-decent uh, republic. I mean, you know, fair enough. But it's going to take time to fix all that. I mean, I guess. Uh, America was not built in a day. I mean, I think the saying is Rome is not wasn't built in a day, but I guess... It's the same thing. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, no, that was, uh, I think, the third episode of Very Solid. A nice bit of fan service, I guess, for a lot of us. A lot of people were surprised that this was um, Bryce Dallas Howard's director. Like, not director to be, but this is her, the second Mandalorian episode that she had directed. Yeah, and she did direct one last season, didn't she? She directed the last Samurai-esque one. Ah, okay. The one right. that I was like, this ain't that great. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily know Bryce Dallas Howard's track record in terms of directing things. Because I think this is the only stuff I know that she's directed. I mean, I could be wrong. She probably has directed maybe some smaller films or whatever. I mean, her dad's... Uh... I, yeah, I know her dad's Robert Redford. I, I know that. Robert Redford, Rod Howard. Rod Howard, shit, my bad. Uh, but still, um, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this episode was good. I mean, direct, I mean, people were surprised because it was directed so well because considering her last one was like, uh, story-wise, it's, uh... you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I feel like the story's more on the the showrunners mm -hmm. than necessarily her, right? Because, yeah. you know, uh, when it comes to, like, a TV show, like, uh, you might have different directors for, like, different episodes, but they aren't mm -hmm. necessarily the writers, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. well, I mean... No, I mean, I agree, but I'm, it's just, like, it's just, a, for a lot of people, it's a stark difference in quality. Well, maybe she learned to improve, you know? Yeah. That's entirely possible. Take it easy, Jerry. I'm just saying, you know. It's, 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 you know. I, I know I know, you understand because you, 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 you see from, from that perspective. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah. But in, anyways, I, I think it was a pretty good episode. I mean, I, I think it's probably the strongest one out of the ones we've seen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, there's a lot of information that we got not only just from Mandalorian lore, but also, like, just the galaxy in general like again we said the outer rim is kind of shit you know that's something they talked about in the last episode we can see a little more in this one and you know how far um basically the empire is kind of like stretched thin and trying to hold everything back what they once had because like because at some point like you know they try to call for help the empire uh ship that they're trying to take over but they're like sorry bro yeah it's uh i'm pretty sure yeah, it might have been Moff Gideon on the line. It was it? Moff Gideon on the line. He was like, I think it was more like, nah, yeah, nah, ain't worth it. Yeah, yeah, And then they go that old. They, they pull off the cyanide trick. Except yeah. This, instead of cyanide, it's like electricity. You're frying your brain. Yeah, which I thought, which is super interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Because <laughs> you're used to the cyanide. I mean, I I guess I just I just uh, I don't know. I just, it's interesting that that's like how that. Oh, that, they, they're willing to go that far. No, no, that that that's like the equivalent of a cyanide pill in the Star Wars universe. Some sort of weird electricity thing that fries your brain. Mm -hmm. I just assumed there was going to be like a space slug or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, Django Fett killed that one lady with like a weird like dart thing. I don't mm -hmm. know what the fuck it was. I don't remember. Oh, and there was a slug thing in episode two. Yeah, exactly. It was going to kill Padme. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. 
But I mean, like it's it, Bo-Katan is is such a great. I'm pretty sure that's the same actress, voice actress from the show. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, but they did a good job. Yeah, especially and like also that was a char- I think that was a character that John Favreau helped create. Because he he's I think he either worked I know he voiced the character in in Clone Wars, but I think he I think he was also worked in it. Okay. So like you know, he's very connected to that character. Yeah, 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 and obviously Dave Filoni as well, you know. Oh yeah, no, they, those two um, have been have been you know knocking out of the park for Star Wars material. But I mean, aside from that, you know, like I said, this is a very well shot episode. It's very good. It's very interesting, and you learn more about the world, and you become more interested into what the Mandalorian culture is, and you know. Baby Yoda finally stopped eating them damn eggs. <laughs> well, he stopped eating them once he started seeing that, oh shit, they're babies. He knew they were alive. They weren't alive in the tube. I keep telling you that. They were just embryos. This is going to be a conversation about when does life start. I'm not going to go What are there. you talking about? They were just basically unfertilized eggs. They're just basically like a chicken egg. You saying that I eat baby chickens? No, because they're not even alive. They're unfertilized. They're not even a thing. Once he... Went, once he once he dropped them back off with the frog people, mm-hmm. he saw them like turning into tadpoles and like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I, I like that I never realized like, oh, oh. Well, he's a, he's a baby Yoda. He, how's he how are you supposed to know? Keyword baby. Well, I mean, granted, he's not really a baby. He's just young for his species. You know. Well, I mean, that's another conversation entirely. That we'll never find out because they never update any information about the Yoda species. Right. And I mean, like, there's really not that much for the time. I just it was just a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty standard. It is straightforward. There's a lot. There was a pretty good, decent amount of fan service. With and in Bo-Katan. a way, it wasn't like in your face. No, it was like if you weren't, if you didn't know who Bo-Katan was, like, it, I, I think you'd be sort of like, oh, this is super interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, that's episode three. Yeah. What would you give? What would you give it? Uh, I think a solid eight. eight I'm yeah. with you on there. An eight was good. Okay. Yeah. So the next episode was the one we're basically just go. This one was directed by Carl Weathers, and this one will basically go back to his character and um, what was her name, Gina Corona's character. Yeah, we uh, go back to that uh, outer rim planet, um, mm-hmm. Navarro. I believe it's called. Yeah, it's it's Navarro. Yeah, and we see Carwell's character is sort of like kind of the mayor of the town. Yeah, right? the mayor of the town, and Gina Carano's character is the uh, sheriff. Yeah, and you know it's sort of like man is there to help repair the ship. Uh, you know, because you know his ship has been so so messed up these past couple episodes. Yeah, he's like, I need a good repairman. Yeah. So you sort of just see like how how the town just pretty much been cleaned up mm-hmm. you know things have changed yeah and there's even like a school where the bar was where the cantina was mm-hmm. which is weird and, I mean, you know you got, it's probably like the only space that has room for all those people so mm-hmm. i mean i guess that makes sense um but yeah basically the i'm saying is that they find a drunk guy outside don't be surprised well, I mean, it's not a cantina anymore. Why would a drunk guy be hanging outside there? Memories. 
Maybe I don't know. It's sure. <laughs> whatever. All right. But uh, it's. Uh, I mean, we also find we also see some other characters coming back. But also, it's it's really a rescue mission and like an insinuation that like there's more to come and that also, Moth Gideon ain't gone. I mean, yeah, we knew that. Well, they didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the characters yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Um. Yeah, it's more or less sort of a. Uh, we need to get rid of this Imperial uh, base that's still here. That probably is still, if we get rid of it, it'll you know, the planet will probably be finally safer from the Empire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when they explore it, they you know said all the things they need to destroy the base. They come to realize a bit more on what exactly the Empire is wanting to do with Baby Yoda. You know. We get we get a bit of hints of that. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty. It's definitely spoiler ter- territory, so I pro- we won't probably won't delve right too in deep into it. But the scientist from like the first season uh, does have a video, uh, like a hologram mm-hmm. uh, recording that basically sort of like spells out hints more rather than spells out uh, at at certain experimentations that. Listen, it it clears up a mystery that we had in the first season without going too much into revealing what it was. Yeah, it definitely sort of like plants a little seed that we'll probably see more information of as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, that's also where they realize, oh shit, Moff Gideon didn't die in that TIE fighter Mm -hmm. crash last season. Which which some of you guys might say, oh, that's spoiler. Like, not... Not really. If we don't, but the characters don't know, and then we eventually find out, it's not really a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, like that just—that'd be such a weird thing to get really angry about for spoiling. If the I, characters I, I can, figure I can, out, I, I can see it coming though. I, all right, fair enough. But anyways, yeah, no. Um, essentially, it's it's more it's another like risk. It's um, it's another mission, and I think I'll talk about this more as I go along. But essentially, you know, I feel like this episode was very, was very quick. Yeah, I could, I could, uh, yeah, it moves around, it moves very sort of quickly. We get straight to the point mm-hmm. uh, uh, of what's going on um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's going to be, and the whole point of the of the season today of, the, of this season. We're gonna just wait and see. But uh, I would say this out of the four episodes this this isn't the weakest but it's the it's just a slight you know not as great it's not shot bad it's not it's it's serviceable at best and i wouldn't say it's the worst episode of the season it's not like what was that episode the um the gunslinger episode of last season which i thought was really bad ah oh, right with the uh with the guy on tattooing right yeah and uh ming wan's character yeah which I was like, this is this is pointless. Okay, yeah, yeah. This, this is this isn't pointless. It gives us more because for one, it gives more into the characters. It does more what, what could be going on with why they're after Baby Yoda, and it serves was a fun episode. But like, I felt like the pacing for this one went too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it it does it definitely stays a little bit too much into the uh, action a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it, that's sort of half the reason. It just sort of like a lot of the action sort of takes up things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely do agree. There, uh, it's very. I guess I wouldn't use the word rush, but it's very fast paced. 
the, mm. this this episode. Fair enough. Um, she, we, I also she, for, uh, I think we forgot to mention that a, a certain character from the first episode does return. I, I mentioned that. I was oh. like, you see characters we, seen, we haven't seen in a while come back. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, but it's it's more it's pretty funny just sort of what his role is at in in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think the uh, the episode is does that also have some like very sort of cute funny moments with uh, Baby Yoda. Um, where he just sort of because like the job is too dangerous to have Baby Yoda on, mm-hmm. they just leave him at the school, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he just. Just hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's it, you get more like dad son moments out of this episode. Yeah, a little bit because you know, um, um, yeah, it definitely. I think especially with the last episode as well, um, uh, episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you definitely sort of see that that bit of a bond with Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. It's 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 slowly growing, and we're I'm wondering where we're gonna go. Though I'm pretty sure the next episode will probably get us to the Ahsoka Katana one, which I know everyone's excited for because I think she's being played by Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. I was, I was actually... Uh, I was actually wondering uh, if we would actually see Ahsoka Katana this season or not, right? I mean, they've they hinted at it. I think it was basically confirmed at some point. But yeah, I mean... I mean, I was just uh, by by this season. I mean, by the end of the season, right? Ah, okay. I, I was uh, so I, I mean, I don't necessarily know what the next episode is gonna be like, but that might be super interesting if we do get her already there. I mean, um, remind me how many episodes uh the last season when it was eight, right? Eight. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was eight. Was so yeah, eight or nine. So technically, we are at the halfway point. Of uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, we're at the halfway point. If we're continuing to having eight episodes, so I mean, I guess I could see that. I could see mm-hmm. see them doing that. So, I mean, it makes sense for them. It keeps them nice and short, you know. So it makes them allow just to stay a little longer to tell the, the stories. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be super fun. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say, or you guys want to give out your thoughts, your rating on the? Um. No, I think uh, I think we've said all the stuff we can say that's mm-hmm. not like super spoilery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this episode um, was all right. Uh, I don't I, I, I don't think there hasn't been like a bad episode yet in this season. It's just yeah. very sort of like this is fun. This is pretty good, or it's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, this episode is like a probably in a seven same on that a seven because like, like i said for me it was i felt it felt a little quick um not much is going on i mean don't get me wrong some stuff was revealed but you know it just it, 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 it was like that's okay let's go that's it okay we gotta go granted there was like a time it was a timer on the whole situation yeah 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 because yeah. it, it was all it, the whole uh, episode was sort of a uh like get in Destroy the base, get out. Yeah. And, yeah, so we both agree 7 out of 10. So what are your thoughts so far on the season as a whole? Um, I'll, I'll say it for myself right now. It feels like we're... It, I remember someone saying it feels like a video game, and I kind of start... And I'm kind of start seeing it now, because it's... It feels like we're, you know... That, that, that moment in RPG games where you go, 
in and like take her the next mission to help you. No, I would probably because the thing I can think of is Red Dead, where like you go to the mission, you handle it. It's usually you going to different towns or different situations, a couple shooting here and there, and then you come back and just keep going to the next you know town or whatever. Yeah, I can get that. Uh, I mean, it still holds up the episodic mm-hmm. nature of the series because I mean, obviously, last series I think you could make that same argument. Mm-hmm. Where it's just you sort of going around different side missions in a video game or whatever, mm-hmm. doing certain things or as you continue progressing the story. And I feel like that is similar. I mean, you know, I feel like it continues that sort of. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I, I've said it before. It is, it's a very Western thing. But the, I hope, my hope is that it's a little, it doesn't become too formulaic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I get, I get uh, the concern for that. Especially since uh, last season we had basically seven samurai, but it's just two guys, two people against uh, some empire troops, mm-hmm. or not empire troops. They were, they were, they were bandits. Yeah, uh, the only reason why uh, the empire thing came to my mind because they had an ATST, ADATS, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I can definitely understand the uh, the 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 worry of potentially being too repetitive in terms of western tropes mm-hmm. um but i feel like uh that's kind of the charm at the same time yeah 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 i feel like it's definitely sort of like that aspect of mando that's like i think a lot of people find appealing because it is sort of like like there's always been like bits of western elements in the star wars western films. samurai yeah yeah a lot of different elements of that stuff so to see uh, a show like Mandalorian take more of that Western influence mm-hmm. to be just like a sci-fi Western kind of thing is is super neat. I mean, I mean compared to earlier to uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, which is basically a sam- wandering samurai with a baby. I mean, yeah, like it, it definitely takes a lot of cues from like different uh, tropes like that, like of like just a lone wandering bounty hunter. Who happens to pick up a, a, a young kid and sort of playing out that sort of storyline, but in a Star Wars setting, and you know it, it makes it makes it a very entertaining. So yeah, I think so far, if we are at the halfway point of season two, which I mean, I I mean I could definitely I, I'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to make more than just eight episodes. I could be wrong. I'm um, looking it up right now. Okay, so. I think so far, uh, season two has been mostly solid. I mean, there's uh, there's probably been some pacing issues here and there, but uh, sometimes that kind of happens. I think with a, an episodic episode, uh, episodic series like this, where like uh, sometimes you'll have uh, hits and misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It would seem that. Maybe. Yeah, I think it, I think it's still the same number. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So if we are at the halfway point, um, so far, Mando season two uh, has been pretty solid. I don't think it's disappointed. Uh, I, I'm, I haven't I haven't been disappointed by it. So. Yeah. No. It's 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 all. I mean, I was never disappointed with the first season. No, I just felt like I had like two very weak episodes, being the Seven Samurai one, which again was directed by Bryce Howard. Seeing her do this again, but much better. It was great. Um, the Ming Na Wen episode with the, uh, the Gunslinger episode, the fifth, 
that one was pretty. That one for me was the weakest one, mm-hmm. and it's because like they amounted to nothing, which you know I'm not getting with this one because like we're finding out more about you know what the Empire is trying to do. Um, we kind of see more of the influence the Empire had, and like we're also getting to learn more about the Mandalorian culture, which has always been fun to to see, especially people who never were who are either like didn't know much about the Star Wars universe, now know. Because, like, how many people have you known have, like, quoted, this is the way? I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a popular meme at, the, uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they know, like, oh, wait, so that's... There's more to that than just saying, this is the way. I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, is sort of a interesting note to make, uh, mm-hmm. especially with, uh, you know... Um, the you know people learning more about how ma- the Mandalorian culture works and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I know it's a uh, it's uh, Mandalor- the Mandalorian uh, is a super interesting way to get into Star Wars. I think. Mm-hmm. And like it's like I said, it's it's a good story and it's a good show. I just my worry is that it becomes repetitive. And yeah, we said like you know that's how most like Western shows are, but you know there's at least. But the one thing that I feel like gave it a, like a bit of an edge was the fact that it was in Star Wars. It followed follow the what we know Star Wars to be, without being too. And thankfully, it's doing that. It's up, and it's thankfully doing what the sequel trilogy didn't do, which is like, you know, be all up in our face with the fan service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there isn't like huge sort of uh, like big gratuitous fan servicey stuff right right um so and when it does do fan service like like before like in the first episode with boba or with you know with this third episode with uh bogaton like it's not going to tatooine or going to tatooine again or whatever it's not like super uh in your face about it It, like they're using the elements of stuff that people like about the the og star wars uh, or even with with the new Star Wars stuff, with like Clone Wars or Rebels stuff, and it's giving it respect while at the same time not like overindulging us or people in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it's just it's not like beating you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do agree with that. So, because mm-hmm. like, I I can picture so many like examples in even in Star Wars itself where. They go hard on the exposition. Like, it's... Like, what, what do you call it? Because I know there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a trope for it, there's an aim for it, where, like, they, you know, over-explain everything. Like, just over-exposition, or I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I think it's more of they don't follow show, don't tell, right? Mm-hmm. Is, I think, what you're trying to think yeah, about. Yeah, because there was a scene, because I, I remember um, watching a scene from Rebels, where, like, we see Bo-Katan, and this dude's doing little, like, like I said earlier, doing the whole Daenerys, like, uh, Mother of Dragons, Broken, Breaker of Chains, this is Sister of Satine, uh, Rightful Heir of Mandal, whatever. Gosh, shit. And I'm just like, that, that took like five. I wasn't bothered by it because like you know it's, I'm so used so used to that like especially in cartoons and fantasy stuff. That's like seeing it here is like, no, I am the rightful ruler. You are part of a crazy sect. Fuck off. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I definitely understand that sort of, uh, I guess, sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, um, sort of, you know, the fan service, like we said, is, is, is you know, not overindulgent or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they, we, they, uh, they use previous elements of the Star Wars stuff like very tastefully and not over and you know not like sort of sort of like i guess gratifying or something it's very like it's sort of like oh this is neat kind of thing they're using these characters and these elements of previous star wars uh canon and stuff as a way to help build up the story of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. that's basically i think uh uh, what you, well, I guess what you're getting at. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, and and not to not to not to hold on to this. I think we should move on to another question. Uh, not another question, but another like you know thought process is like where are we where 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 are we going now with with this story? And I think my my worry is I'll say this is that are we gonna get the time travel BS that was in Rebels? I don't. I don't you know. I don't know. I don't think we will it seems kind of like out of uh it'd be out of left field yeah i guess it would be kind of out of the left field for this series for it to do something like that i feel right mm-hmm. um especially because like this is this is, this is meant to be more like grounded yeah yeah in a way it's meant to be sort of a grounded western show so that have like a, an element like that just randomly pop up in the series would be kind of weird like it wouldn't be like against like the star wars canon because you know it's canon at this point Mm -hmm. it'd just be sort of like off in like a well okay let me let me rephrase it to this how how much like jedi stuff are we gonna get from us when when we eventually meet her um who knows um not saying it's a negative thing but it's like if all of a sudden we start doing like the stuff that we know Jedi's to do, going up against like the Mandalorian, everything that we've kind of accustomed the Mandalorian to be, would it feel jarring? I don't think so, because mm-hmm. I, I I think they they probably lean. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they would. I mm-hmm. think. Um, if we do get Ahsoka Tano and she's doing Jedi stuff, I'm gonna assume it's gonna be a bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not gonna be pulling off any crazy sort of like super powerful force stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would it ruin the dynamic between Baby Yoda and Mandalorian? The I don't. I mean, I don't. You don't want it to happen, but it's like it's, it, now that I'm asking, you're like wondering. Like I guess, like once he like drops him off there, mm-hmm. right? You're wondering if he's gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna keep him," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Um, I don't know. I think he like he has a mission from, you know, like the yeah, head yeah. of his like little uh, part of the Mandalorian culture, a uh, little group, Mandalorian group, where he he's supposed to, you know, get Baby Yoda back to his people. So. It probably will be a bit like uh, a bit of a heartbreaking moment for him, but he's sort of like I've done my job. He's with his own kind or whatever, 
It's and, time for me to rest. And yeah, like it's time for me to go out and continue doing bounty hunter stuff. Like I, you probably might come and visit him every now and again. I mean, I don't know, uh, but I mean, it, that's an interesting sort of, uh, I guess, uh, thought process and sort of like a, uh, hey, what happens if you know he, Mando does get to Sokotano by the end, by in this season? Is he willing to give up Baby Yoda? Does he? Is his, uh, is his uh, bond with Baby Yoda like? super strong that he won't that he's that he's having second thoughts about bringing him back to the other jedi mm-hmm. which i mean i don't know i don't i feel like he would there'd be a middle ground area yeah i feel like there would be kind of a middle ground area you know i don't think he would just be like no fuck it he's gonna be with me forever because obviously mando is not like extremely happy because he sort of like understands that Having taken Baby Yoda with him, he's always getting, you know, mm. into wacky shenanigans mm. to protect Baby Yoda. So I don't know. I, I, I it's an interesting thought. I, I, I thought experiment, but I feel like uh, rather wait and see. Yeah, I will say this. I like how they're reusing stuff from the first season. Sometimes people will forget it, you know, or bring it back way too later. But no, it's like it feels very, you know, put together that we that. Everything that happened in the first season feels so close to each other. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't that like huge of a mm. time lapse between the first and second season, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, I think that's all we have to say right now. Is unless there's anything else you want to keep talking about? Uh no, I think uh, I think that's all we have at least so far. I mean, again, I'm pretty sure we're at the midway point of the season, and so far, uh, mm-hmm. it's been pretty solid. You mm-hmm. know, I don't like. Uh, I, I, I kind of hope this, you know, the rest of the episodes continue to be interesting mm-hmm. and full of uh, interesting lore as well as classic, you know, Western mm-hmm. and Mandalorian shoot 'em ups as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess this is where I guess we can end it here. So guys, thank you for taking our chance to listen to us talk about Mandalorian episode four and like, three and four. Three and four, yeah. And giving our thoughts, saying, and we feel that again. We feel it's a very uh, solid episode. I still have, I might have a bit of concerns, but overall, I'm enjoying it. Joy, you know, it brings up a, a lot of good points as always. We always love having him in here. And yeah, if you guys really enjoy us, you can catch us uh, on the social medias through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're more active on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. Facebook is more like post here, but uh, you know, if, once you're there. You know, on Instagram, you can find a link tree to where you can hear listen to our podcast and our YouTube. So if you want to listen to our podcast, you, follow, you can find us on any podcasting sites like CastBox, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. YouTube, just type in Geeks and Terrors, you'll find our, our episodes where you can put a face to the voice. And then uh, there you can, you know, like, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff. All the stuff that you can, you know, you you know that YouTube asks you to do. Please go ahead and help us, you know, grow there as much as you, you can grow the other podcasting areas, as well as you know, support as well as uh, giving us ideas what we could do. Maybe you know, messages from there or again or for any of our social medias. Also, we do have a Patreon where you can support us financially. Uh, not too much, but you know, we have very reasonable requests for Patreon. In there, you know, because we want to do some stuff, and you know, sometimes it takes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, like, we have there's obviously definitely some cheap options for, you know, to support us and stuff. And yeah, so it's, it's, it, we don't ask much, but we, we, we do want to do more. And it's a, the best way for you guys to help us out in whatever way you can. And yeah, I think it's about it. So, I mean, Mandalorians are pretty good. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yet to have a bad episode. We have, a, we had some, eh, or a little tiny, little bit weak episodes, but we haven't had a bad episode. Yeah, I would definitely agree to that. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thanks for listening to us. This has been your boys. It's been me, Joe. And it's been your boy, Eli. And we have the Centurions. Hope you guys have a good one. Peace.